2: listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD.
0: Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 421 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is our deep dive episode, and it's kind of a follow up deep dive to episode number 322, which we did back in January of 2020. And we're going to be talking tonight about YOTA, which is a topic we bring up every now and again on the program youths on the air, uh, Utes, as we like to say. Utes, yes. Yep. Uh, not to be confused with youngsters. I actually listened to 322 today, so I could kind of refresh my memory of,
2: <laughs> of what's
0: going on now. Um, but yeah, so we have a couple of guests tonight, but before we get to our guests, we will get to ourselves. Uh, Cheryl is on assignment tonight, uh, in the kitchen, cooking up something yummy with, uh, blackberry habanero sauce. And, um, uh, she is W5MOO. I'm Russ K5TUX. And I'm Bill ne All right. And, uh, when we talked to one of the organizers of the use on the air program for IARU region two. That would be the Americas, uh, who also does a talk show and a podcast called Ham Talk Live. It's Neil WB9VPG, the man with the worst call sign on the planet. Uh, That's it. (laughs) it. (laughs) Good evening, Neil. It's good to have you back on the show. Thanks for being here to talk about the youths. Yeah, thanks for for having me. And yeah, I I thought, you know, maybe this was after I moved to
1: Kentucky here about uh, two months ago, uh, that maybe it was time to switch the call sign and finally get rid of the worst call sign on the planet. But uh, after 45 years, I couldn't part with it. So.
0: (laughs) Well, every, still here every, right everybody knows it now so i think you are kind of stuck with it so. <laughs> it, it only took 45 years but everybody yep. knows it now so yeah there you go <laughs> all right and you brought you actually brought us a guest tonight one of the participants in the youths on the air camp for iaru region two which finally happened this year it could not happen last year because of a certain global pandemic uh, but you brought with us uh to talk to us tonight peter um, I'm, do I even want to try that? Le, Left is that right? Is that close? That's right. Oh, okay. Uh, November eight, Papa Juliet Lima, Peter. Thanks for being here on the show tonight, and
3: uh, welcome. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Neil was able to get me to come here, and I—I I might as well. <laughs> uh, your enthusiasm to is, do you, right? is absolutely overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: picked the right guy, Neil. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Peter, Peter's a resident uh
0: hacker so uh you know
1: i thought well what better show to bring him on than than this one but uh peter was one of uh 23 uh utes uh that were was at the utes on the air uh camp over uh in westchester ohio that's uh the northern suburbs of cincinnati last week and we uh we just had a blast so I'll 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 jump in here a little bit but uh, I want Peter to talk about uh, what he experienced and and you know last year we couldn't have the camp so we did do a virtual day so we did like a 6-hour marathon on Zoom with some web-based activities and uh, Peter actually won an IC7300 i did uh, from RNL
0: electronics so tell us a little bit about that peter hey we don't do advertising on this show i mean <laughs> well, what are you trying to do you jump right in from like,
1: an electronics <laughs> dealer nearby <laughs> <laughs> no you can
0: Not you nearby. can definitely mention RNL because uh, i buy stuff from them at hamvention every time we go to hamvention and you know i'm kind of hoping we get to hamvention one of these days yeah it would be nice wouldn't it yeah it sure would well before before we let peter take over the show because we are going to let him do that um just like give me a two-minute recap of episode 322 basically what you guys set up what you were planning on doing in 2020 and what finally happened in 2021 and then we'll get all of the gory details from peter all right well uh we had, had, had planned
1: uh a little over two years ago to kind of replicate the youngsters on the air camp program um from region one and uh sam rose kc2 lrc and sterling coffee uh now sterling man in zero ssc uh, went over to austria and basically was was were sent there to uh to be the uh, intelligence and 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 spy on everything and and take notes and bring everything back here and uh, there were a few attempts to to make it happen, and uh, there were a lot of liability issues and, and some other things that, that kind of got in the way and so after a, a few years, we finally uh, got to the point where uh, I, I had a weak moment and said, "Well, hey, what if I headed up?" And so uh, we talked about it and uh, started working on it and uh, so we planned out an entire week. Uh, we fundraised uh, the money uh, to pay for it. Uh, we did it up at the Voice of America Museum uh, in Westchester. And uh, there was a hotel nearby. That was one of the things that was a little different from the Youngsters on the Air program. They usually had a, a youth hostel, I'm sorry, a youth hostel, um, you know, where they could do some real cheap uh, lodging right there on site. Uh, but we did have a hotel across the road uh, that we could use. We got a we negotiated a, a nice uh, discounted rate from them and um, made that work. And here we are. We we just finished our our first week of of camp. And the, what makes Yoda Camp a little different from anything else, and and why it's been such a success um, over in Europe is. That uh, it's led by the youth. Uh, most of the sessions are led by other youth, and it's been proven that you know people tend to ask their peers more than they will ask their teacher. Which, as a chemistry teacher, that you know frustrates me because I'm like, I, I can help you, I can help you. <laughs> and uh, I was actually reading an assignment for a class that I'm taking right now. And one of the articles was, was about this very thing. And it was, you know, that peers will, will you know, answer the questions uh, in a way that's not intimidating. And, and they'll, you know, students will only ask questions of the instructor if it's the absolute last resort. <laughs> unless the material is so difficult that there's no way in the world any of their peers would know. Then they will. So this actually feeds off of that, that, you know, the, the youth are there. I'd set all this stuff up. Uh, I, I, I jokingly called the kitchen at, at the museum, my office, uh, because it's right at the front door and that was where we had check in. And so I just kind of hung out in the office and made phone calls and emails and, you know, popped in uh, from time to time and and, and let them go. And uh, it, it's very different. You know, we're used to bringing in the top experts in, in the field, and um, it, it, it just doesn't always work for young people. So um, we're trying this out, and, and Peter can, can talk about uh, how he thought that went, but uh, everybody seemed to be pretty happy about it
0: very good so now now we'll jump over to peter uh who was one of the participants um i think you said there were 23 is that right participants Twenty three. so very good we'll we'll get to promoting rnl and all that a little bit later um so so peter tell us like um so how did you how did you come by being one of those 23 participants in this program in this camp
3: i think i heard about it at dayton uh quite a while ago i'm being told it was three years ago (laughs) was neil (laughs)
0: signaling you from across the room or what is this (laughs) this smoke signals from from kentucky Uh, um so did you you had to apply for it right it wasn't something that just kind of like fell into your lap because i'm assuming there was a great deal of interest in this and you had to to do something to uh to actually get your spot
3: yeah i actually uh don't really remember much about that it was three years ago, as I said. Well, Neil said he was yeah. going to
0: jump in, so if he has any insight yep. into how you there, got your spot, he can. <laughs>
3: yeah, there is an application
1: process. Uh, so he filled out an application, um, and basically we we made sure that they had a license because uh, one of the things that we're trying to address is, you know, to keep young people in our hobby rather than, just get them into the hobby. We're also trying to keep them in the hobby and and service. So uh, we did have you know that application process to make sure that they were licensed, and then we asked some questions about you know what ham radio events have you been to, and you know what kind of modes do you like to do, and that kind of thing. And we were just looking f- to see you know if, if they had some experience and some interest in ham radio and so we went through those and uh, and we
0: we selected our campers all right very good so peter how did you get into ham radio and how long have you been a ham
3: i actually got into ham radio uh because my dad is very much into ham radio he has a huge setup which i'm actually in right now to get away from all the noise and little children <laughs> are coming here anyway um so, I first got my license when I was 10, or at least it says it was in 2015 and so.
0: the FCC is never wrong, so <laughs> 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 Well, never. if you got your license at 10 uh, in 2015, then I'm going to make a wild guess and say you're about sixteen now.
3: I have no idea where you got that from, but it sounds about right okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> putting putting my high school math skills to the test um, yeah. all right, well, very Pretty good. Be so so you applied obviously for the camp you were accepted as a camper and uh it was a long time in coming but it finally did come so so where did you so you're you're an eight call so you're probably
3: somewhere probably near where the camp was nowhere near it i'm about as far away in eight as you can be okay pretty much as far north in the upper peninsula of michigan as you can get oh okay
0: Um, so not only are you, you're a Ute, you're a Uper. Oh yeah, <laughs> <All right. laughs> excellent. So all right. So what was your when you when you first got to the camp when when you first showed up there? What was going on? What was what was the atmosphere of of the Yoda camp?
3: Well, as Neil mentioned, there was a an online event the year before during the uh, the uh, extended vacation. <laughs> is um, that what we're calling it now? Okay. I'm calling it an extended vacation. Or an extended vacation from vacations. Um, <laughs> well there, there is that,
0: yeah. <laughs> so did you participate so, in that as well?
3: I did participate in it, though I really wasn't a fan. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> but you kind of just sit in front of a screen. Yep. And people are talking about interesting things, but it goes on and it goes on. I do not regret joining it because I did win. A great radio.
0: Yeah, the IC seventy three hundred is a great radio. Bill's Bill's got one of those he's been sitting on from the KTBSA, uh, courtesy of iCom. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah,
4: it's just sitting twenty feet from me <laughs> in the box.
0: <laughs> so that that is very good. Um so so what do you do with your radio? What's what's your favorite thing to do
3: with it? With the seventy three hundred, that's what it is. I uh I find it's great for digital modes. I figure it's a uh, decently high-tech radio when it comes to doing everything digitally. Might as well output a digital single as well. <laughs> so FT8. No, of meters. course. <laughs> I,
0: don't, I don't think it's any surprise that you operate FT8, because that's pretty much half of the hobby anymore. So. <laughs> yeah.
3: And I don't think you can push very high data rates anyway. It's limited to what? 200, 300 baud on HF?
0: Well, I mean, it it all depends on your available bandwidth. So you you can do more than 300 baud. But yeah, the idea behind FT8, obviously, is to cram as much information into as little bandwidth as possible. That's what makes it so interesting. What, 50 hertz or something? And it's weak signal, so uh, the the error correction allows you to send data a long way with a little power and a little bandwidth and still make it decipherable, which is... Yeah. It's
3: a great thing. It's
0: just not much of a chat mode.
3: Oh no! Oh no! But it's great for contacts if you're fine with spending a little bit of time, or if you have two radios. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, just
4: have one on autopilot and then uh, work the other one with your voice. If not, I, every, not everyone does that, Bill. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's just me. Sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, let me click that off. I quick. think ft um <laughs> I'm pretty sure FT8s a hundred not 100 i'm pretty sure it's 10 baud at 50 hertz bandwidth with forward air correction Can't remember what kind so look well, a- you you being all technical we don't care about any of that junk <laughs> <laughs> i can pull it up
0: <laughs>
4: no, that's going <laughs> we're good <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: we spend more time doing that than doing radio well i mean that's that's technically
0: radio it's using a radio so or are you talking about the research research oh the research okay
4: Oh yes, yes, yes.
0: PDFs. All right, so let me <laughs> let me jump back to let me jump back to the the actual youth yeah, camp, the one that, that that happened in person, which is not the boring Zoom meeting kind that happened last year. So so, what was the environment like when you got there to camp this year?
3: I showed up late. I think I was the last or the second last person to arrive. So everyone was kind of busy doing something that they already knew what they were doing, and I wasn't sure what I was doing. So I kind of showed up and I was led to the ham and everyone was busy and it was crowded but there wasn't really any time left to go tour the museum so i kind of stood around awkwardly for a while but All then right. but then once we got to the opening ceremony talked about stuff started to uh meet everyone at my table orange table mm-hmm. we uh ah yeah we hung out a bunch handed icebreaker things and then we b- went back to the hotel i think we did Yep, we yeah. might have had a, some activity or something
1: Yep, we uh, we we split everybody up in in age groups and we assigned uh, different colors to different age groups and had different tables there. So he was in the orange group, uh, which all of them were right around sixteen, and so that was partially to kind of get people the same age talking to each other and getting to know each other better uh but it also kind of served as uh as groupings for the covid guidelines because you could do smaller distancing if you kept in the same small group and uh, so that's why we did the the groups but uh yeah once you got there we had a banquet uh Tim Duffy K3LR spoke uh, I talked about what was going on we did this this cool icebreaker thing where they built a tower out of index cards but before they could use an index card they had to write something on it that was in common with everybody in the table
3: you Um, uh that was to get everybody knowing each other go ahead peter might have been easier if you uh or might have been better if you imposed a few more rules than (laughs) something (laughs) in common oh but that that
0: was the fun start with like Human being living on planet Earth. Yeah,
1: there you go. (laughs) Stuck at this camp. Yep. (laughs) Stuck
0: at this damn youth camp. Wishing I was at home doing something fun. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Clicking and enable TX on my FT8.
0: That's what I want to (laughs) be. All right. So, so after you got through the banquet and the talks and the awkward first day, what what was the second day like? What what kind of activities were there and and cool things to do. I assume there had to be something fun to do with this thing. Otherwise, you know, well, you haven't missed any words yet. So Neil better put that seatbelt on.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the next day was pretty great. Started off uh, as trips do with a hotel breakfast, which Neil already mentioned. I'm just going to skip over it. It had coffee. I liked it. <laughs> it's hard to remember exactly what we did each day. But I'm pretty sure that day was the balloon day. Which is uh yeah, that was Tuesday. That was Tuesday? Yeah, Monday was uh, Monday was the building kits. The, the kit build and ah, yes. contesting. So we went through and built a pretty basic fox hunting kit. Even though it was basic, most of us uh had to go through several stages of debugging the kits. But so we built those. That was just sitting down and practicing soldering i did really like those soldering irons a lot more than what i'm used to oh that's a finer point yeah
0: reminds me of something that uh neil said in episode 322 he said you were you were talking about stuff and said one day a box showed up in your porch and it was 30 solder suckers (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep, yep.
0: <laughs> and you you didn't remember ordering them and then you realized that you had. <laughs> yeah So did those finally make it to the camp did you did you uh get to utilize those?
3: We made great use of them.
0: <laughs> Starting with soldering you're going to. No question about it. Although as as Bill has informed me and I have found out uh desoldering braid works way better than solder suckers. <laughs> so yeah Oh, yeah. Absolutely. For the We, win. we gave them both. <laughs> okay so you guys built they uh, they threw the solder suckers at each other right (laughs) (laughs) so you built a a weapon now kits fox hunters so did you actually have a fox hunt not until quite a bit later okay
1: Uh, yep uh they were on 80 and yeah they did that on the next to last
0: day so okay so what about that second day after you guys did a bunch of kit building i heard contesting in there so what kind of contesting was that just to uh was that the yoda contest the
3: whiskey was it? W 8 w8y was that the station the special event yeah that's it um so we did have quite a bit of shack time that day honestly my memory's garbage barely remember what we did a week ago <laughs> um so we had quite a bit of shack time that day but before that we had a like a it was an eyeball sprint so everyone's running around and just copying uh you know contacts just on paper with each other in the same room first time was fine you know just warm up and then the second time uh maybe some of the staffers got a little too excited about creating some qrm and that was even more fun <laughs> there, there were pileups
1: uh, being blasted over the uh pa system um I, I heard a couple of people were actually pushed physically um i was going around yelling
3: oh
1: over and over again <laughs> will will jordane was in the back banging on the tin foil containers that the uh, the skyline chili came in <laughs> so yeah we gave him some qrm
0: well you guys had skyline chili that made it all worth it right there did for me i don't know <laughs> peter were you a fan
3: i really wasn't i yeah. uh, we had a few that weren't i didn't really want to mention it but I can't say I was a huge fan of that food.
1: <laughs> As Jocelyn says, it's it's an acquired taste.
3: Yeah, well. I feel like it would be a bit better with half the cheese.
1: You know, wow. Don't
3: get rid of all the cheese, but just take take some of it off. You're not eating cheese with your chili. You're not eating chili with cheese. You're eating cheese with your chili. <laughs> like, I've seen bad translations on restaurants, which are um, ice cream under Chocolate <laughs> topping. Or, no, it was ice cream under <laughs> strawberry sauce. Don't yeah, focus kinda... on the strawberry sauce. Right. It's <laughs> also kind of hard cream. to
0: make it that way with the strawberry sauce first. But, all right, so so let's see. Contesting, and then what else happened on the second day, if anything, other than, you know, disliking the food?
3: <laughs> I'm just pecky like that. Um, We had quite a bit of shack time at the Voice of America Museum. The issue is, you know...
0: How was the VOA Museum? I assume you got to tour it at this point, or at least at some point during the event?
3: Uh, I did at the very end. Pretty much everyone else did at the beginning, which, I mean, some people did both. It's a great museum. Great museum. They have well, they have all kinds of interesting stuff talking about the Voice of American Museum, and uh, what was the uh, radio station? WLW. WLW. I already mentioned my memory. Uh, when I came back, I actually had some talks with an older ham in the area who used to work for Bell, and he did some stuff with radio broadcasting, and he could not believe that it was a 500-kilowatt transmitter. That was fun talking to him about that.
0: That's Yeah, that's nice. And yeah, they're not letting amateurs go up there yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) What about day three? What happened? How long was this thing? A week? A week. Yeah, yeah okay. Week. Well, that's why you can't remember everything, because it, it was a week long. But, uh, so, so what else? Maybe we won't ask you day by day, because I don't know if you're going to be able to put that back together. But maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. pick out some highlights. What were
3: some of the most fun <laughs> things you did? Yeah, it sounds like it was a long time, but really it was too short. Ah. Well, that sounds like some praise. It was good. It was good. I just like being negative. like being negative. <laughs> <There> we all? <are. laughs> So, really yeah. Day.
1: The next day was uh, D-Star and then uh,
3: balloons and yeah.
1: investors.
3: One of my favorite things at the entire camp was that next day with the balloons. Uh, well, D-Star, we had Will Jourdain uh, talk to us about D-Star on our on the 705s. He kindly lent us, courtesy of ICOM. And then the the balloons were really cool. We launched four balloons that day. One of them was a large, high-altitude balloon that carried a GoPro that didn't record anything, and then an Arduino collecting data, uh, just a radio beacon, and then an APRS beacon, and another tracker, just multiple points of failure. And then the other three balloons all carried small solar-powered APRS beacons. Uh, We learned quite a bit about the balloons as we filled them up, and then launched them. First, the big one, which ended up going significantly farther than, than I think it was planned. Uh, you know about that,
1: Neil? Yeah, it was a little over a hundred thousand feet uh, before it uh, before it burst. So <laughs> it it uh, went a good ways up, but uh, we we thought it was headed for uh, Lake Erie, but uh, fortunately there was a crosswind up there and it pushed it back. So it ended up being. Um, Landing in a soybean field about uh, oh probably an hour and a half northeast of Dayton, um, up around Maryville, and uh, the the story that that was so cool was that uh, when uh, Jack uh, McElroy and his father Tom went up there to retrieve it, uh, they went and asked permission, you know, to go out in the soybean field and and get the the payload. And they started asking, uh, "What frequency did you use? Uh, what what kind of tracker did you have? What 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 kind of you know?" They were asking all these questions, and it's like uh, these these guys were mechanical engineers that decided that they wanted to farm, and so they had this this farm, and they uh, grow a lot of maple trees and make maple syrup and and everything. They brought back a bunch of it. Um, but turns out that one of the guys had actually worked on Google Loon, which was the high altitude balloon internet service that they ended up not doing. But uh, one of them was was one of the engineers on it, so he knew exactly what we had been doing, and they went out and and helped and and uh, you know, was was talking to him the whole time uh, to retrieve the payload. See, uh, I, a,
3: I uh, never heard that. Yeah. All I knew about it was that it, um, all I knew was that on APRS.fi, it uses lower resolution Google map imagery for some reason. And the part of the field that landed in looked like a pond, but so we really thought it had hit water until, you know, the McElroy said, Hey, we have it. So I didn't even know that. Thanks for yeah, sharing. We kind
1: of ran out of time to do the, the follow up on that so that. Story didn't make it all the way around, but uh, so we're like, you know, of all the places for that thing to land, <laughs> we couldn't have asked for
0: a better one. Yeah, what other standout events? I mean, we, we've only covered probably a little bit of what actually went on for that whole week, but anything else that that really stood out in your mind is uh, really entertaining or interesting or something you learned a lot from during the camp?
3: We, we um, had. go ahead. I was just gonna clue you in, go ahead. <laughs> all right, well. Even though we were doing a whole lot of radio stuff, and we really did cover a lot, we also had a surprising amount of downtime, either just in the VOA museum at that shack, back at the hotel in the shack there, or just whatever you're doing at the hotel, or something planned like Dave & Buster's, and we went to King's Island for the better part of a day on Thursday. Wednesday? Wednesday. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: I, I said wow. this during the last time we talked with neil on, and that like any adult would be would die to do this stuff <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's like why why is this you know why do the kids get to do all this cool stuff i'd go to king's island and dave and busters and <laughs> yeah yeah. we did
1: we did a couple of contests at king's island and and it was kind of cool I was on facebook and saw this guy commenting said i was at king's island on wednesday and i saw these these kids in these blue shirts, and they were walking around with HTs and arrow antennas. And I, I said to my wife, hey, look, these are my people.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so so arrow
0: antennas suggest satellite work. So did, what did you do with satellites?
3: Yeah. Uh, one person, uh, John, he did bring a, an arrow antenna and tried to work them from the top of a big old tower they have there. But I don't know if he got any luck or not with that. He also tried using them during the uh, VHF contest, and they they worked, but there was a, a lot of noise. The issue is that everyone's moving together in groups, so you can't split up quite enough for the contest. Right. They had
1: uh, five-minute VHF contests inside the park on four different simplex frequencies. And uh, so that was part of their contest yeah, you know, training, but um, they were all over the park. I said the only place they couldn't go was the Eiffel Tower because that wasn't fair. <laughs> so no, like roller
0: like coaster, Atlanta mobile, signal. or anything like that. Yeah, they kind <laughs> of frown on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did you do anything like straight up educational? Like have uh, forums or talks or anything like that? Anything uh, youth led in that space, or or is it basically just all hands on kind of stuff?
3: It's a combination I, of both. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Peter. Well, we definitely did have quite a bit of youth-led stuff, especially when it came to uh, satellites. We talked about working satellites, and we had uh, Ruth I'd go up and give everyone a presentation. And then we went outside for a pass. She demonstrated everything. Then afterward, for the next two passes, you know, we split into groups of two or three and tried to work the satellite. I never did manage to get a contact and I even tried later. But that was cool because it was youth led. Uh, and then she also, I think she did quite a bit on the ISS contact. which was another thing we did.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to talk to astronauts, you know. Did you, 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 you had, a, yeah. I assume you had a scheduled ISS thing for this? Yes. Yeah.
3: How'd it go? We had seven people who had questions prepared go up and each ask two questions. I, wasn't one of them uh, and then past lasted about 15 minutes I think and we got to talk to an astronaut on there and ask them the questions uh, it's all online on the YouTube <laughs>
0: <laughs> on the youtubes on, on the YouTubes yeah we'll make sure that Neil gives us all the information for things that uh, anything that came out of the camp as far as stuff that was published so if anybody wants to follow up and look at things like the ISS contact from the camp we'll uh, have a link to it So, so did you have like any free time? You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, I think of a summer camp and a lot of times there's scheduled activities that you sign up for and things like that, but then you'll have kind of like, uh, just free time to kind of pick and choose what you want to do. Did you have some time like that? And if so, what did you use it for?
3: Oh yeah. We had more free time than I know how Neil and everyone else fit into the schedule. I feel like we got so much radio stuff done, but we had a whole lot of free time. Outside of, you know, planned events like the Dave & Buster's and uh, King's Island stuff, we, as I said, chilling in the VOA museum, just talking to people, maybe playing some card games if the shack was full. Otherwise, go in the shack, not We had uh, 7300 set up over there, attached to the museum's antennas. And then, when we were back at the hotel, tended to be a bit late, but I'm not one for going to bed early. Well, there's a pool, and then there's, well, there are a lot of people to talk to we can talk about what we were doing that day. We can just talk about whatever we want. A lot of people have interests that are shared beyond radio. And then I have a laptop in my room, so I could use it.
0: So so one of the points Neil made about this from the very beginning is that the whole idea of the youth camps is that they're youth-led, and that makes for a more interesting and dynamic event and and you know, for the campers, and makes it so that you're actually more engaged. You feel like that was actually true. That it sort of being entirely youth focused and youth run uh, helped help the event.
3: Well, this is the this is the first time we've run this camp, and we had quite a bit of the activities being youth led. I think almost half or so of the activities were headed by a camper. And otherwise, it's some expert in whatever we're talking about. I personally didn't have anything to do in the leadership. I don't have any exceptional experience in any particular field. And I didn't volunteer to help out with <laughs> anything administrative. So but weren't even told to do something he was fallen told to be on the show (laughs) (laughs) well yeah that's true
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah apparently (laughs) but but were the were the youth led parts of it more interesting did they did you feel like that was a better use of um you know the the camp's time i mean the experts are obviously going to tell you whatever they know and you you need that that sort of direct upfront education but i mean was the the youth led part of it the the interaction with the youths alone. Um, you know, was that was that a, as exceptional
3: a part of the camp as, as Neil hoped it would be? It's definitely very different. I enjoyed both the uh ones by experts because obviously they know a lot about what they're doing and they're interest and oftentimes they're interesting. And you can go up to them and ask them about particular experiences. But when it comes to a camper doing it, they're gonna be there the entire week. Not all the experts are. So you already know, and you can ask more. Well, you can ask questions easier, as he was talking about with asking peers. And then that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's all right. Did
0: you did you uh, rub your IC seventy three hundred in everybody's face?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have it with me, and I think I only mentioned it like three times, and two of them Neil mentioned it, or brought it up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, because he was walking around. Go, he got that from RNL Electronics.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: which, 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 by the good? way, I
4: can
1: right, th- yeah. I can throw out you know about another fifteen uh, sponsor names here if you want. But, no, uh, no, that's quite all right. <laughs> right. Thank you. i could given given RNL RNL more but, but than but enough series, time on the show. <laughs> yes, but seriously, thanks to everyone uh, who you know contributed and supported the camp i, I won't uh, i won't go down the list but um you know we we couldn't have done it you know uh, otherwise uh, the campers had to pay a $100 fee um and get to cincinnati and back um and that was basically to make sure that they actually showed up uh the actual cost was around $1100 plus all the uh wonderful equipment that came in so uh,
0: you know, we couldn't have done it without all the support. So, so what kind of cool thing did did you guys do to wrap up? What what was the the grand finale of this thing?
3: If I remember correctly, which I should, but I'm not sure if I do, the last event that we did was the fox hunt on 80 meters, in which I learned that the the combination of the kit that we had and my skill using it. And my skill assembling it, it, it so it was less effective than just using a tiny H T for box hunting. <laughs> and that that's was a, hot. Very hot. Yeah, outside. it was
0: a hot day. Well, that's okay. Had- it's a, it was supposed to be a learning experience, so you learn something. The next time yeah, you build a box hunting kit, it'll it'll be much better than the first time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to spend as much time doing it in that heat. <laughs> and pulling off all those bad solders. <laughs> <laughs> only one fortunately for me oh excellent and then the last the last day we did an antenna
1: build contest oh, yeah. and then uh then we had a closing ceremony and and gave away an ic705 from a uh store that was nearby
4: <laughs> very very well done, very well done. <laughs> Wait. Did, did peter win that no today, he or?
0: didn't win <laughs> that
4: was he was he excluded like oh, could he okay. have won
1: that one no he could have won it oh yeah. that would have been something. <laughs> totally <laughs> random
0: all right yeah, also, yeah. fixed fixed <laughs> <laughs> so peter if you had the chance to do it again would you do it again why wouldn't i i better have the chance to do it again <laughs> well it, it's only 23 people at a time Your your chance may not come around for a while It depends on youngsters
3: in the air in Austria, the full region one, like a hundred or so people. Yeah, we can find space for me.
0: (laughs) Well, if these if these take (laughs) off and there are more of them around the country and not just this one in Ohio, uh, then certainly you might have an opportunity or they just make this one really, really big.
1: Well, we'd like to make make it bigger. And then uh, we want to get the subregional camps going to where each country has. At least one camp. Um, and instead of trying to get, you know, the whole hemisphere in, into one camp um, uh, alone, um, we want to get all these regional, camp, sub regional camps going and then feed into the, the regional camp, uh, which is where we're at right now. Wanting to work on the younger crowd too, the under 15 crowd. Um, we focus on 15 to 25, but uh, I'd like to get uh, maybe a weekend camp with parents with a parent, you know, um, have, uh, uh, a long weekend to come and do, you know, one or two activities just to kind of get a taste of it and, and do some cool stuff. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. That's, that's the hope is, uh, that we'll start, uh, getting more of these and, and rotate the location,
0: um, around to, to get as many people involved as we can. All right. Well, uh, if anybody in the chat room has any questions for Neil or for Peter, please go ahead and post them. I see that Sterling's in there, and uh, he's been chatting a little bit with us as we talk about this. Um, And I remember that Peter said that uh, a week was not long enough, so that seems to indicate that this was a pretty good experience. And he also wants to do it again. So I'd say you guys had a pretty successful Yoda camp.
3: It was great. I have enough complaints but not more than I would if it were bad. I'm always going to have a complaint.
0: Well, I think we've heard one or two. Is there is there any other grievance you want to air while we have <laughs> Neil right here handy? How
3: about the food? I already mentioned oh, that. i oh. heard that one before. I already mentioned the food.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the food. Oh, the lack need... of air conditioning
3: at the hotel and I, the radio room, I didn't right? even yeah. notice that. I didn't know that, and I wouldn't have known that if you didn't mention that. There was a bit of noise on the main uh, simplex frequency that we were using on two meters, but that's to be expected with a camp of that many people. So that's not really a complaint. And then I want to see microwave next year. I'm putting this out now. I want someone to come and talk to us about doing microwave stuff. All right. Gauntlet has been thrown, Neil. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> has. That's my request. Yeah. Well, well, I just right, why I'm here.
1: We're meeting next week to kind of debrief and, and get uh, all this. We gave them a, a survey to fill out to, to get, you know, their opinions and, uh, you know, what they want to see, what they want changed, and what we're going to work
0: on. So from your perspective, Neil, what do you see for, for like, the, the, the near future? Like, when, when are you planning on doing the next one, you know, early summer next year right after field day kind of thing again, or
1: yeah somewhere in that
0: neighborhood
1: uh, the the dates may move from year to year um, there's no way to avoid all of the conflicts I mean, there's just there's just too many things you know there's a contest every weekend there's you know this ham fest that ham fest uh, you know, just so many things uh, we also run into an issue with uh, schools Uh, in new England, the schools will go into late June, but not start until September. And then out here in the Midwest, they're starting, you know, August 1st. Uh, so we've got kind of a narrow window there late July or, or, um, late June, early July, uh, to, you know, try to get to where we can get most people there. Um, so it, it's going to be somewhere in that time frame. Um, we're, we're making some plans, uh, but, uh, we don't have anything set just yet or the location set just yet. We've got an idea, uh, but, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and, and, uh, get through the debriefing and, uh, make sure everything is, is ready to go. But next year's plan is to start training the next group. Um, so this was kind of the pilot to figure out what could go wrong and what would go wrong. And we need that feedback that, that Peter gave us because, uh, we want to improve on this. And so, uh, we're going to take a look at all of that, see what we can do to, uh, to help that out. And, uh, once we get things, you know, finalized, we'll make an announcement
0: about, uh, next year's camp. Well, speaking of next year's camp, Don, KC9ZMY, says, what a great event, Neil Or Sterling, is there still a site for contributions, financial contributions for next year's camp?
1: Yes. uh, You can go to our website, youthontheair.org, and there's a donate button there. Um, Our GoFundMe is actually still active, but uh, there's a direct link to PayPal there. Um, If you would like to uh, contribute, you can do that um we can do um uh, larger contributions you know make them tax deductible and all that kind of thing too um but you can you can find all that at, at youthontheair.com or .org and um hit donate and um you can also do the Amazon smile thing if you're into that um you know and and Amazon will uh
0: give us part of your purchases all right very good so i'm i'm just going to ask I may have asked this already, but I'm going to ask one more time and see if Peter can nail down whether it was a ham radio topic or, or anything about the thing. What, what was like your single favorite thing about
3: the week at camp? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have a favorite event. My okay, The well, event that we did was the balloons. Balloons, fantastic. So that was my favorite part of the camp. I feel like you can't have a favorite part of the camp without pretty much the entirety of the camp.
2: We'll see. There you go.
3: Your favorite thing was the whole thing. It's all. It doesn't work split up into different parts.
0: Fair enough. (laughs) We we and we know your least favorite thing was the food. So okay, (laughs) something to work (laughs) on. All right. Well, Neil or Peter, do you have anything else you want to uh, say about Youth on the Air uh, Camp for twenty? Well, twenty twenty one that was supposed to be twenty (laughs) twenty. Before we go ahead and uh, move on to our feedback segment.
3: Feel like I've talked enough about it. How about you, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Neil? Neil never feels like he's talked enough about anything, no, from what one. I understand. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now
3: well,
1: check out check out the yeah, highlight videos. To... You know, it, it you get to see in uh, two minutes and thirty seconds, uh, you get to see what we did, and uh, you know it it's a pretty quick uh, watch over on on the YouTube's. So uh you know check out uh, youth on the air on on youtube and and watch those and we do have a new video that will be coming out soon that uh, is for the whole week so uh we'll we'll let you, everybody know when when that comes out but uh you can go back and watch uh, the is contact the opening uh, ceremony closing ceremony the balloon launch uh and then those uh, daily highlight videos over on
0: youtube so check it out and I, and I we're not going to leave you out, Bill. Yeah. I know you had something else you wanted to ask, so you, go for it.
3: <laughs> well, I was just going to say that on the uh, highlight videos, I feel like I've watched each of them at least five times. Uh, yeah, they're good. Cool. Well, I'm going to check it out cool. too. Yeah, Neil, I was
4: uh, I was hoping you could uh could talk a little bit about uh, your staff and volunteers. Maybe highlight uh who helped you actually uh produce this uh camp on the ground.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, Sterling N Zero SSC and, and Sam uh, Rose KC Two LRC that I mentioned earlier, uh, went over to Austria and brought back you know all the information and uh, so they were. Um, they were a huge help in, in getting all this moving and uh, you know tremendous resource to you know okay what do I need to do you know what what kinds of things do I need to plan and and then you know they came and you know Sterling uh, ended up being uh, our, our video man uh, for most of it um, James Lee uh, was also there volunteering and <clears throat> Uh, and he'd run into some heart issues. So we weren't sure that he was going to make it, but he did. So we actually ended up having two camera shots. So that was nice uh, to have both of those, but Sterling did uh, the live streaming and, and uh, some of the uh, social media posting uh, that week. And uh, Sam was our staff photographer. So he was uh, running around everywhere with his uh, camera, Uh, took uh, several hundred pictures um, and then Jocelyn Bro, KD8 VRX uh, is the president of the club uh, that uh, works with the, the VOA museum. Um, and, and Jocelyn is a, a good friend, uh, but he's also um, you know the liaison to the museum. so uh, whenever it came time to, um, you know, figure out, okay, where can we put this station? Where can we get tables? What do we need to do? Uh, Jocelyn was all over it. And uh, so I just can't thank them enough. And then we brought in uh, Tony Maluzzi and Andy Maluzzi from, from the uh, carry thing over at uh, ARRL. Uh, they, uh They came and jumped in and did uh, one of the sessions and, uh, Tony did the check-in and was just, you know, setting up everything. Um, Andy came in and, um, and c- kind of gave us some relief. Uh, he, he missed the first few days, but, uh, it was some, some much needed fresh legs for the end of the week. And, um, we had some parents that that chipped in and and just you know took care of uh, all the medical stuff and and helped with the food and and my wife Julie she uh, she just she ran the whole week I think she was as busy as I was uh, taking care of uh, setting up the meals and making sure everything was was uh, ready to go uh, running here running there to to pick up ice and you know drinks and, and everything so and and the games um, so just uh you know had had a great uh, group of people to work with
4: yeah that's great that's always good to hear you know we know we get a lot of sponsors and donors and stuff like that but the people actually show up and uh do the do the lifting
1: <laughs> and will from an, uh, from an unnamed like- radio manufacturer gave us radios to use and took care of all of the radios made sure that uh, everybody you know had something to use and knew how to program it and took charge of the shack so uh will uh, will did an excellent job let me guess icom <laughs> from, from it might have been from ICOM. I, I don't know i i wouldn't want to say you know icom too many times
0: but you know yeah, no, we don't want to mention Icon uh, or r Electronics or anything like that. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, let's let's not leave any of them out. Let's go ahead and why don't you go ahead and give us a list of your, oh your major jobs. Yeah, just, really made just this do this it. Happen. Let's yep. just go oh ahead and Oh, my it. gosh. Now i got to do it from memory.
1: Okay. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Worldwide Radio Operators Foundation, YASME, uh, Northern California DX Foundation, Isle Sounds, Swodexa. I'm sorry, you can't say Heil like, sound here. Yeah, uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> 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 Too close to home. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah, uh, right. Let's
1: see. Did I, did I say Yasme? Uh, yes. AWRL Foundation. Yeah. Um. Oh, geez, I need the back of my shirt. Hamcation, Hamcation,
4: Hamcation uh, Huntsville. Uh, yeah, Dayton yeah. Amateur Radio, yeah. Huntsville Hamfest RNL uh, Radio Amateurs of yeah. Canada. And Extron
1: yes, got us all those soldering stations, so here
0: there you go. Chainless right. awesome. plugs, awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks once again, Neil, for uh, hitting us up here and uh, wanting to close up with a uh, sort of wrap up your your event, Youth on the Air, and we're looking forward to see how this goes in the future and where you can take it for IAR, I <laughs> We just call it Yaru usually because it's easier to say than I. Yeah, I that's Roo, why I just Roo. keep saying Roo. Americas. <laughs> <know>. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but region too. Uh, anyway, and uh, thank you, Peter, for for being here and giving us your your personal perspective of the event. It was great to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. You know, this is probably not something you do every day, but uh...
3: <laughs> that's for sure.
0: All right. Well, it was great to have you, and uh, good to have you, Neil. And uh, if uh, anybody has not heard of Ham Talk Live, which I'm sure if you're listening to this show, you have. But if for some reason you haven't, you should definitely talk. You should definitely check out Ham Talk Live, which um, unfortunately airs at the same time we do <laughs> so you so if you want to listen to it live you kind of have to make a choice but uh <laughs> it is what it is Luckily, but there's always there's always memorax, right Yeah uh, absolutely that's that's why we record yes. them except for the two times we didn't <laughs> and and i still cringe every time i think of that <laughs> But anyway, thanks guys. I really appreciate you being here. And uh we got a couple of bits of feedback to do here before we get out of here. And you're you're welcome to hang out if you like. Uh, or you can uh, go about the business of your day if you choose. But thanks once again to Neil, WB9VPG, the worst call sign on the planet. Yep. <laughs> and uh, N8PJL. I remember right, Peter. I know it's it, right. it, thanks, it guys. would be in front of me if I if I actually had the, the, the pad up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so thanks a lot, guys. And that was our uh, wrap-up or deep-dive follow-up, if you will, on Youth on the Air camp for 2021. And uh, we do have a couple of bits of feedback here we need to get to. And the first one, I'm going to let Bill handle because it's addressed to him. (laughs) Imagine that. Yes, we have a YouTube comment
4: from Dr. Mikhail Hughes, who says, since his video is getting long on the tooth... Are you going to do an updated video? And the answer is yes, yes. I've been promising and promising, but I know I have not delivered. Um, but yes, yes, it'll be shortly. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I got. Uh, I've just been so busy with everything else; it definitely has not surfaced to uh, to to my list of get this done now. But uh, I definitely want to get this done, so
0: uh, we'll be uh, we'll be working on that uh, shortly. All right. Very good. I'll let you do the next one, too, since the last one was sort of to me. But Sure. Sure. Yeah. This comment is
4: from uh, episode uh, number 393 from Ken. Uh, it's an amazing program for the cell phones and Windows. I wish he would publish a compiled versus for Windows as updates become available. What is this? I wouldn't have a clue how to compile.
0: I, I guess I... Probably giving saying? you some context, <laughs> and I think VS is short for version. But this is about this is about Droid Star.
4: Oh, Droid Star. Okay, yeah. Windows updates become available. I wouldn't have a clue how to compile, and I'm sure many others are would be in the same boat. And of course, uh, Droid Star. Uh, let's see, Dude, is that Dude Star or Droid Star? Well, Dudestar. I mean, it's Droidstar. it's about both. But I mean, this this was the oh, deep it's the same thing. On yeah, Droid Stars yeah. for the phone. Right. Yeah, so yeah, the the star is definitely a uh, good uh, Windows. There's not a build anymore for Windows. There was some complimentary builds, but uh, I believe those are, are no longer a thing for Star, So uh, you could definitely either use a Win- uh, Linux or a Mac OS. Um, and now with uh, the Windows subsystem for Linux 2, that also does GUI. <laughs> if you're on the preview build of Windows and can get that loaded, you can actually just launch... Uh, Uh, dude star from your linux uh container or your wsl (laughs) your subsystem for linux so uh so give that a give that a whirl uh you might be able to find some of the older uh, windows builds but i don't think they recommend using those at all although i i still have one on one of my machines and it still works so um your mileage may vary ken so uh so thanks a lot for that comment and feedback
0: all right, very good. And finally, we have an email from Gene BX8AAD over in Th- uh, not Thailand. Where the hell is he at? Uh, Taiwan. I-, I wanted to say Thailand for some reason, but that's not where he's at. He's in Taiwan. He says, "Hi Russ, you've had a busy week or so and lots of driving." Yes, I did. That was last week. I, I drove well in excess of three thousand miles last week. So <laughs> that was fun. Hope it was enjoyable. It it actually was. Uh, i've started an amateur radio class at the children's home where i teach my classes at 6 30 p.m local time friends in hong kong offered to be on the air yesterday for a qso and we tried on 20 meters and 40 meters qrp ssb but we could only just barely hear one another on 20 meters and no reception at all on 40 meters Voacap indication was that these are our best bets we'll try again in the evening with another group of students the advantage of hong kong hams is that if they can also speak Mandarin with my students if we have a successful connection. Thanks again for the fine podcast. Have a great summer. 73 Gene BX8 AAD. So thanks for that, Gene. I hope you have a great summer as well. I hope your, your experimentation with QRP communications over there in Taiwan goes well, especially with the folks in Hong Kong. And, uh, hope you and yours have a great, great summer season. It's not too hot and, uh, you stay COVID free as, uh, the world goes into a second death spiral (laughs) so anyway that is all the feedback we have for tonight and that i think will bring us down to the end of episode number 421 of linux in the ham shack but before we go we should mention the folks who are in the chat room tonight with us we had steve k7hvt don kc9zmy not kb9zmw as Bill, and not tom (laughs) right uh, Ted WA0EIR, Frank KE8SHB, Sterling N0SSC, and Darren VK6EK from all the way down under. So, thanks everybody for being here. Thanks everybody for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it and tune in for the Weekender and the Short Topics episodes, which will be the next ones we record 422 and 423. And until then, we hope you have a great week and we will catch up with you all very, very soon. For the on assignment, Cheryl, W5MOO, I'm Russ, K5TUX. Then I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at urlbctsinfo Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page, at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast, or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter, and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash podcast on the Freenode network, and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke Discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at one nine zero nine lhs show That's one 547 7469 Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador